the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining the Sue Freeze Show, and I'm so thankful to be with you today. I'm going to turn on my little camera here along with us. Uh, you know, I'm on YouTube, I'm on Facebook Live, I'm on a lot of different places, and I do that because I just want God's message to get out there. And so any way I can make that happen, I like to do it. So that's why I'm doing what I'm doing is because I want to, you know, reach as many people with his message as possible. And I try to share life lessons, the lessons that the Lord is is allowing me to learn. And I have to have a willingness in my spirit in order to receive what he has for me. Because sometimes I just feel beat up and I feel like the stuff's coming at me and maybe you can relate. And uh, just know that I need to, and, and maybe you do too, is when things are going wrong, things aren't going the way you want them to, he's wanting us to trust him. He's wanting us to rely on him. That doesn't make us weak. Sometimes people say, oh, Christians, they're weak. And no, it doesn't mean that. In fact, it means we're strong. And it means that we're humble leaders. It means that we um, are teachable. And I think those are really important qualities in human life. And if we are transparent and we are sensitive, then it makes us available to people and available to the Lord for him to use us in any capacity he wants us to. So that's a message to all of us out there, isn't it? That, you know, we don't have to walk down this walk alone. We are going through things, and we have to find safe places. We have to find people that, that you know, you don't want to just listen to anybody. You know, I have somebody very close to me, and he's talking to this person. I'm like, well, who is this person? Is this person a believer? Is this person going to give you advice that's going to be godly or just how that person feels or thinks. And we have to be careful who we're getting instruction and advice from. And so I, I, he says, you know, in the Bible, it says to get godly advice. We want to seek godly counsel. And so we want to be careful about who we're going to for what, don't we? We have to be careful in all things, okay, because we have a message and we are the messenger and we need to make sure that what we're doing is going to be correct, I don't know about you, but I want to learn right. I want to learn right the first time, and I'm just going to go down this road for a minute, is that this weekend I faced some very big fears personally, and I'm just going to share my personal experience because I think this will help you, is that I shattered my leg in 2011, and I wasn't expected to walk, let alone uh, dance, which I'm a competitive dancer, or water ski, or horseback ride, and the accident happened on a horse. So for 11 years, 12 years, I wasn't on a horse, didn't want anything to do with a horse, really, except for I had this dream and this love for horses that I I, I just, I I questioned God and all of that because it's something that's just something that I've always dreamed of and wanted to do. But this horse that I had back then threw me and shattered my leg. Okay, so here we are many, many years later, and I buy another horse. Now I'm careful about the horse that I buy, and I want to learn right And so this weekend, 
Um, I, I bought the horse last year in December. And so for all this time, I have had a trainer and I've had the trainer work with the horse and the trainer work with me because it's a dual thing. And horses, this horse, her name is Mona. Um, she's a special horse and she's teaching me so much. And every time something goes wrong, it's so easy to blame it somewhere else, isn't it, in our personal life? It's, it's so easy to say, well, you know, that person or that person. But, you know, in this situation, when the horse wasn't doing what I wanted it to do, it wasn't because the horse didn't want to do it. It's because I wasn't trained to te- to direct the horse in the proper way. So I had to learn. I had to humble myself and I had to be a student. I had to learn how to be better at what I'm trying to communicate with this horse, not through reins, but through legs and through um, just my body, you know, like where my body weight is and everything. So it's a huge lesson, and those that are horse people understand what I'm talking about. But even if you're not a horse person, I want you to understand, or hope this helps you understand, that there's ways that we talk and communicate that are not with our mouths, our body language. Um, our belief system can change something um, as far as how we deliver something. Um, all of these things matter. So this weekend, I tackled many things. I tackled hooking up a horse trailer. I tackled getting the horse in the trailer. I tackled getting the horse out of the trailer. I tackled driving the trailer to a new place. And I tackled a ride with two other horses that my horse was not familiar with. And I went on my first ride, like real ride. And I have to say that I tackled so many things, but it wasn't like I just jumped in and I did it. It was one step at a time. It was like I had to build up to this. And the reason I'm telling you this is no matter what you're going through right now, it might be that there's stages. There's things that you need to unpeel of the onion or there's things that you need to work through that get you to the next stage and the next stage and the next stage. And I find that this journey called life is all about that. So we can look at it and go, oh, my gosh, I'm overwhelmed. Or we could say, oh, I'm being prepared. I'm needing to learn this lesson because there's something more ahead of me. There's something bigger ahead of me. There's something I need to do that's going to be bigger than what I've already done. And in order to get there, I need to feel accomplished or I need to feel confident in what I've already gone through in order to pursue or thrive or thrust through this next barrier, this next uh, roadblock in my life. That was huge. I could end this show right now and tell you that if you just took that in and understand what I'm saying here with the Lord speaking through me, I think it will help you. So today, I, I have to tell you that even though Sunday was a, 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 a landmark for me, I mean, I feel so accomplished in these things that I was, you know, working towards and I accomplished. There's so much more ahead of me now. You know, I want to be able to go to Pismo Beach. I want to ride on the beach with my horse. I want to trailer my horse. I want to be with other people that ride horses. I I just have all these dreams of things that I want to do that are going to be so exciting. Even at my age, I have so many um, things in my um, bucket list that I want to accomplish. So my life is not over. It's just beginning. I'm, I'm reaching this new chapter in my life to where I want to move forward. And I don't know where you are in your life, but every day is a new uh, adventure. It can be. It's all in how we look at something, isn't it? And no matter what we're going through, you know, the sun comes up new every morning. So even if you're in your worst and your worst and your worst days, the, the cloudiest, the stormiest, whatever you're going through, just understand that the sun's going to come out. There's going to be a rainbow. Things are going to be better tomorrow or the next day. We just have to get through this day. 
So when many things seem to be going wrong, he wants us to trust him. This is from Jesus Calling. And this is Jesus talking to you right now. Are you ready? It says, when your life feels increasingly out of control, thank me, meaning thank Jesus. Thank God. These are supernatural responses, and they can lift you above your circumstances. If you do what comes naturally in the face of difficulties, you may fall prey to negativism. Even a few complaints can set you on a path that is a downward spiral by darkening your perspective and mindset. With this attitude controlling you, complaints flow more and more readily from your mouth. Each one moves you steadily down the slippery spiral. The lower you go, the faster you slide. But it is still possible to apply brakes. Apply brakes. Cry out to me in my name. Affirm your trust in me, regardless of how you feel. Thank me for everything. Though this seems unnatural, even irrational, gradually you will begin to ascend, recovering your lost ground. When you are back on ground level, you can face your circumstances from a humble perspective. If you choose supernatural response this time, trusting and thanking me, you will experience my unfathomable peace. Do you want that? I do. In every step of the way, I want that. And that is so relevant to me right now in my business world. Um, We're facing a lot of trials, a lot of turbulence, a lot of things happening right now. But it's okay because I have my faith in him and I know he's got me. He's got the company. He's got Ecola. He's got us. It's just we have to get through these things and we're going to be better because of them. And that's okay. So relatable scriptures. Psalm 13.5, but I trust in your unfailing love. I will rejoice because you have rescued me. That feels good, doesn't it? If you just receive that and really believe it, then it helps you get through whatever you're going through. Ephesians 5.20, and give thanks for everything to God and the Father in the name our Lord Jesus Christ. Give thanks in all things. That's what he says. The good and the bad and the ugly. You give thanks in all things. Additional insight regarding Ephesians 5.20. When you feel down, you may find it difficult to give thanks. Take heart. In all things, God works for our good. If we love him and are called by him. Romans 8.28. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Thank God, not for your problems, but for the strength he is building in you through the difficult experiences of your life. You can be sure that God's perfect love will see you through. Man, that feels good, doesn't it? I don't know about you, but boy, that gives me a confidence and a hope when things just feel so low and so stormy. Um, When I think about these things, it helps me and it gives me strength to get through another step, another, another milestone. You're listening to the Sue Freeze Show. Sue Freeze, spelt like fries when we're dot com. I want you to go to my website. Please go there. Check out the website. There's so much money and time and effort that's gone into that. I have 14 years of podcasts that were radio shows, and now they're podcasts available to you in your time of need. No matter where you are, what you're doing, whatever you're facing, there is subject matter there that in 14 years has been covered. So look for it and um, connect with me, will you? Please connect with me. Connect with me and tell me what's going on, if you need prayer, if you need resources. I don't have all the answers. I can tell you that right now, but I will do my best to get you what you need or direct you in the path in which you need to go. I will do that um, because that's what I believe God's put me in this place to do.
Stop waiting for the world to help you. A lot of my stress and worry has been exacerbated by my expectation that there's a solution around the corner for my problems that doesn't involve God. I am leaving you with a gift. Peace of mind and heart and the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. This is from John 1427. He's giving us a gift, peace of mind and heart. Who needs that out now? Right now, who needs that? Is it you? Do you need this? I can tell you, this world we're living in right now is so unpredictable. There are so many things coming at us that don't make any sense at all. You know what I'm talking about. And I'm not going to get political, but there's a lot of decisions being made. There's a lot of things happening that you'd think never would happen in our world, in our lifetime. But I'm thinking about my grandkids and their great, my great grandkids. And I'm thinking, what kind of world are they going to have? And what are we going to do to to keep it in a manner in which God is in the center of it. What can we do? You know, it's one voice at a time. It's unity in in the body. And so I want to know what you're going to do. And we have to be careful what we do. We have to be careful what we say. And we have to do things with love. I mean, we don't have to. Um, We can be bitter. We can be, you know, vengeant. But I don't want to be that way. I want to show love. I want to have faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. I don't know where you are in this, but I can tell you that there is a battle to fight. But we need to fight it right. So that's what I'm going to say there. And that's from Sue Freeze and the Lord. There are many instances of the term the world in the Bible. The category we typically focus on is the moral world, the God hostile environment we currently live in occupied by people who are being delivered false promises of security and satisfaction. Perhaps you've had similar thoughts cross your mind. If I get this promotion, we can finally get out from under this debt. Things will settle down once the kids get through this phase. Two more weeks until vacation. These thought processes aren't inherently flawed, but they do believe the underlying spiritual issues at work in each scenario In these examples on display is the anxiety we experience about common but stressful life situations and how we seek human solutions instead of believing God can bring peace while we're going through them. Situational changes are fine, but they don't address the condition of your heart. Where is your heart? Do you know where it is? If you're stressed about your finances now, you'll be stressed again once the next unexpected bill hits your inbox. How do you actually grow so that your emotions aren't dictated by what's happening in your life at any given moment? John 14, 27 is a great starting point. Are you ready? Now, if you're going through a stressed moment, here you go. Address the ways you're looking to the world to cure you of your worries and start looking to the Bible and pray and prayer to help you grow stronger internally to handle more. Stop trying to impress everyone. Is that part of your issue? Are you trying to impress, you know, keep up with the Joneses, as they say? As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed, only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Trying to make everyone happy with you is an empty pursuit. It's a great source of anxiety for a lot of people because no matter how great a job you do at any given task, 
they will be most likely by someone who's unhappy with your performance. Just ask any politician or entertainer. The best way to drop this bad habit is by actively trying to win God's approval. And since we know that we all fall short all the time, Romans 3.23, we can be confident in the fact that despite our imperfections, we can still have peace before God, regardless of how guilty we feel. 1 John 3.19.20. Some of you, you know, um, this show goes out to country, it goes out to Christian, it goes out to secular and um, Christian. So... What I'm saying to you is is that this isn't just for one area. This is for all areas of your life. And if you're new to this, thank you for joining in to the Sue Free Show. And thank you. And it's no coincidence that you are listening in on this this um, show today. Because God has a message for you, too. And whether you're a believer or not believer, we were created by God. And he has a reason for you to be on this earth. And he wants you to fulfill that reason and purpose so you might might not like that even it might it might just rub you wrong and all i'm here to say is is that you know i've been through a lot in my lifetime and i can tell you personally that i know god is real and this is just me who who am i i'm just a person but i've lived in this world for over 60 years and i can tell you that if it wasn't for my heavenly father who i didn't always know um, I wouldn't be who I am today, and I wouldn't have the healing that I have, and the faith and the hope that I have, and the love that I have in my heart that can only be there because of God. And I'm telling you that because you also can experience this if you don't understand what I'm saying, and that's okay. But it is available to you, and all you need to do is ask him, and he will reveal himself to you. And you don't have to straighten up your act. You don't have to get it all together because we'll never be all together. Okay, so this is here for you right where you are right now. You don't have to clean up anything. You just have to decide. It's a choice you make in your head, and your heart will follow, just like forgiveness. Forgiveness is very hard to do, but you have to make a decision in your life and in your head that you will forgive somebody, and your heart will follow. Um, So that's what I'm going to say about that. So stop trying to impress everyone. I, I said that. Trying to make everyone happy with you is an empty pursuit. It's a great source of anxiety for a lot of people because no matter how great a job you do at any given task, there will most likely be someone who's unhappy. Okay? So let yourself hope in God. Even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar. Oh, I love this scripture. On wings like eagles, they will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. You know, I, I, uh, my mother-in-law just went home to be with the Lord a couple weeks ago. And this scripture came to me, and I didn't know all the words. I just knew wings like eagles, run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. I, I remembered part of it, but not all of it. And I didn't, didn't even know where it was in, in the Bible, which I normally know scriptures. Um, and the Lord gave this to me because that was... The testimony that my mother-in-law showed is that her faith was, um, it was just, (laughs) she was a devout believer and she was devoted to uh, sharing God's love and and God's faith and she didn't judge, she loved and her testimony was so strong in the whole family and everybody she came in contact with and she's just a small town girl that just had so much faith and um, I know they're happy to have her in heaven and she's reunited with those that, that she lost early, way too early. 
her first son was a twin and she lost um, that son like within the first five days and she had to live her whole life uh, feeling like she could have done something about that and um, God gave her peace about it but I know now she's got more peace than ever because she's up there with little Jeffrey and uh, it's a wonderful reunited state for her okay so all of us really want to believe that that good can happen but are afraid to hope for it as a result we often protect ourselves by preparing for worst case scenarios and refusing to entertain the idea that our situations can improve our loved ones can change or that healing can come to those who are suffering this process creates a level of stress and anxiety as we are constantly struggling internally with discouragement and mulling over negative thoughts to hope in god is to believe in spiritual power When we hope for the economy or political system to come through for us, we're putting our faith in human institutions, which will inevitably let us down. When we hope that God will deliver on his promises to satisfy our deepest, most intimate needs, then we can trust that no person or system can get in the way of him making that happen. Putting our faith in God will never steer us wrong. And I know this to be truth full-heartedly with me because sometimes i'll say okay i've got this one you know jesus take the wheel no okay i'll take it because this one i've got and then i find out later that no i don't have it and jesus is much better taking the wheel than i could ever be and whenever i have stresses why isn't i don't go there first instead i try to handle it i try to just control it i try to and i'm just saying this because i'm being real with you right now but if we just hand it over And I have to remind myself of this, even though I know this, it's a fact I know and I've learned and I've, I've seen it so many times, but yet I still try to take care of it. I try to control it. Identify your life needs and focus on what really matters. Jesus taught his disciples saying, listen to me, never let anxiety enter your hearts. Never worry about any of your needs, such as food or clothing, for your life is infinitely more than just food or the clothing you wear. That's Luke 12, 22, 23, if you want to look it up. You know, I wanted to call this point, don't sweat the small stuff, but it felt cliche at the risk of stating the obvious. Our worries increase not only when we experience sudden or tragic events, but when the daily burdens of life pile up over time. Our basic needs can weigh us down if we're not fortunate enough to be completely secure financially. It's always tempting to fixate on verse 22 and neglect the consider verse 23. To me, it's the teaching us that God will take care of our needs and burdens so we don't have to focus so much on them. It helps us to reflect on what really matters, our lives and our everything, everything God gave us to make them worth living. Our health, bank accounts, our pantries will fluctuate over time, but they shouldn't get in the way of us enjoying our relationships with God and the people he's put in our lives this is another thing you know it's not how many memos you write it's not how late you work you know i i heard a a thing on facebook saying you know no one's going to remember how late you worked except for your children and that's so true it's we need to put our relationships first our relationships are most important and when i saw my mother-in-law in the bed on her dying moments and hours I'm just saying that what really mattered was the people that were there that wanted to, you know, see her off. And I just want to say that that goes for all of us, right? All this other stuff just is stuff. It's just noise. Let's remember what's important. Okay? Let's remember what's important. Be a blessing to someone each and every day. Make sure that you're, you've got your priorities in priority. 
that you're urgent or you're urgent, but your priorities are your priorities and make sure that you're making the time to be present in the present. So be a blessing to someone each and every day. This is part one of a part, a two-part series, and we will be back with more of the Sue Free Show right after this brief break. Have you noticed more insects or rodents in your yard or maybe in your home? Warmer weather means it's mating season. What's your sign? Hi, this is Sue Freeze of Ecola Termite Pest Control, but you can call me the Termite Lady. And I'm Tyson Freeze, manager at Ecola. When pests start mating, they start looking for food supplies. Your pantry, your garage, and a quick infestation can cost hundreds in tainted food. You don't want pests in your house. We know how to find and eliminate them before they can settle in. Call us for our free pestimate at 877-332-BUGS. New customers get $50 off any initial treatment. Pests hate that we make our service so affordable. Don't let insects and rodents move in. Call E. Cola now, 877-332-BUGS. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. E. Cola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. E. Cola, 877-332-BUGS, termitelady.com. What would you do if your two-year-old child simply stopped breathing? The day businesswoman and author Sue Freeze discovered her son had developed life-threatening asthma, her life changed forever, sending her on a path of learning, discovery, and environmental activism. Sue's book, Learning to Breathe, chronicles her amazing life-and-death battle for her son Tyson's life, a how-to manual for parents of children with asthma, revealing the secret causes, surprising cures, and the untold truth about harmful indoor allergens. Written with the passion of a loving mother, wisdom of a successful businesswoman, and deep spiritual devotion, Learning to Breathe is a hero's journey for the parent in all of us. If your child suffers from asthma, this must-read book could save your child's life. Learning to Breathe by author Sue Freeze, available on Amazon, or log on to SueFreeze.com. That's SueFreeze.com. SueFreeze.com. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again. Thank you is so Sue much, Ecola Termite Pest Control, for sponsoring this show. 14 years on the air. We go from San Diego to San Luis Obispo on all different stations, both country and Christian and secular also, uh, other than that. Um, and it's growing from there. We've got so many new stations that want to be part of this. And I'm so excited about that. And that's a God thing, okay? Because when someone asked me, uh, someone, uh, Bob Hastings at KKLA said, hey, we need to have lunch. And I said, okay. And we went to lunch and he said, I think you're supposed to have a radio show. And I said, oh, really? I'm glad I'm seated already because I would have fallen back in my seat, number one. And number two is, it's like, okay, what are we going to call it? What am I going to talk about? Wow. Okay, I'm already working 16-hour days. When am I going to fit this in? And that was 14 years ago, and here we are. Okay, so it's grown. God is so good, and he, you know, if we are faithful and we do what he's calling us to do, he will help us figure out a way to make it happen. Um, And I had no idea when I was growing up that I was going to be on radio. I had no idea I would write a book. I had no idea that I was going to be CEO of a number 100 company in North America. I mean, if somebody would have said any of those things, I would have said, really? Wow. Um, I had no idea. 
but here I am. And it's crazy. And I know he's not done with me, and he's not done with you yet either. God has a plan. He's created you for a specific purpose. And everything that we go through up to this point is preparing us for that next assignment. I can tell you that in my years 43 years, I hate to even say that, but 43 years of being in the business world of termite and pest control, uh, protecting people's lives, protecting people's most expensive investment, their homes, churches, uh, multi-unit complexes, and all of those things, pets and children and all those things. I feel really um, blessed and fortunate to be able to be part of that industry is that during, you know, during my life of running this, being CEO, president, owner, um, all those sleepless nights, all those worrying times of going, how am I going to get through this? How am I going to get through this? And then we get through it. And it gives you strength to know that no matter what happens, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And my okay is knowing that God's got this. Not that I've got this. Because it's not me that's got this. Okay, I'm putting it in God's hands. I'm saying, God, I need you to help me, guide me, tell me what to do, what not to do. Give me discernment in this. Tell me what to say, what not to say. Walk where you want me to walk. Let me feel with your heart. Let me see with your eyes. Let me hear with your ears. And as I pray these things, which I have pray first on my wrist at all times, I want to make sure that people... Um, pray, that they understand that pray, prayer works. It really works. My mother-in-law, who's gone home to be with the Lord, I mean, she prayed every day, all day long. I mean, she was constantly praying, and I knew that if I asked her to pray for something, she had a direct line. I don't know if I have a direct line. I'd like to think I do, but I don't know, but I know she did. And now she's in heaven, and she's watching over all of her family, all of her kids, her great kids, you know, everybody that she loved and cared for, and even people that Jesus put in her life for just a season and a reason. Um, she is up there watching over all of us and I just feel really good. And mom, I just love you so much. And I know you're watching down on me right now. And I'm hoping I can make you proud along with Jesus. I want to make Jesus proud. I want him to say good, well done, faithful servant. I want that when I reach those gates. Um, anyway, so that being said, how many of you feel distressed right now? How many feel like that just your world's caving in on you and you just don't know how to dig yourself out? I know because I've been there many, many, many times. You know, I mentioned tragic life events in the previous point on the part one. It's worth mentioning that we all have encountered or will encounter challenges that are difficult beyond what we experience on a day-to-day basis. The Bible refers to these as storms, and they push us to the limits in terms of what we can handle physically, emotionally, and spiritually. It's during these times of distress when we need to turn to God in a way that's more serious and earnest than we may be used to. I cried to God in my distress, and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. This is, you know, my testimony is I've cried out to God many times. I've gotten mad at God. How about you? But I've cried out to him, and I said, God, I've got to be, why am I here It's got to be more than what I'm doing now, you know. Who am I and why am I here? I've asked the Lord that, and I wanted him to reveal, and he has. But every step of the way in my journey, he's revealed more, a little bit at a time. He peels back, you know, the layers of my life like an onion, just one layer at a time. He just peels it back. And with that comes a new discovery. It comes a new aha moment. And this is there for you, too. How deep do you want to go? How many layers do you want to dig into? How deep do you want to understand who you are, what you are, why you believe what you believe? And maybe that belief needs to change a little bit. 
I'm here to tell you that, you know, it's process and it's not pleasant. Sometimes it's really can get really ugly. It can get really ugly. But I guarantee you that once you go through the work and you get through the ugliness, there is something beautiful. Okay, it's almost like a butterfly, you know, the caterpillars crawling along and then it builds this cocoon and it's in that cocoon and you can't cut that cocoon out soon. You can't you can't take that butterfly out of that. It's a time thing, right? So just think about that, the metamorphosis of what happens between a caterpillar and this is beautiful. This is coming from the Holy Spirit right now. This is not on my notes at all. But the metamorphosis of the cocoon. Okay, if you cut that butterfly to try to be impatient and anxious and you want to get that butterfly out of there, you will kill it. Okay, because there's a process and it needs to go through the process of struggling through the cocoon and stretching. And it's a process and you are going through process right now, but you will metamorphosis and you will become out a butterfly and be beautiful. And then you'll have a new chapter and you'll have something new that God's going to create or want you to do accomplish. So just understand that. So don't don't get caught up in the minutia of this cocoon. Don't get caught up in the you know, building the cocooner or just what you're going through right now. It's a storm maybe right now, but there is a rainbow after the storm. There is uh, the sun comes new, comes out new every morning. And, you know, even though we're in this ugly place, maybe right now, tomorrow is a new day. Maybe the storm's going to last more than a day. Okay. Okay. That's fine. The storm could last a long time, but it is going to end. Storms end. But with the storm, what happens? You get rain. The Holy Spirit is just giving me this to me as a visual of the rain that washes everything off, right? washes it all clean. Like right now, we just had a rain, and, and I'm just like in awe of how clean and crisp everything is, and it's just so beautiful. So that's what's going to happen, okay? So just hang in there. Hang in there for another day, another two days, and understand that the sun comes up new every morning, okay? Psalm 34, 4. God shines during trials and tribulations because it's only then can we truly understand just how deep and powerful his love is. If you're experiencing anxiety associated with distress in your life, take time to cry out to God in a way that you haven't ever done before. Be okay with being messy. This is for me right now because I'm going through stuff like this right now. Losing my mother-in-law really got me in touch with a lot of emotion, a lot of heartfelt things that I have not had the luxury to allow myself to feel. And now I'm feeling a lot of these things. You know, it's just amazing. And it does get messy, and that's okay, because only then can God help you be free from the fears that may be holding you hostage during this difficult time. Your situation may not change immediately after your prayer, but God's peace can help you make it through one day at a time by easing your mind and heart as you move forward. Question yourself. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Never rely on what you think you know. Remember the Lord in everything you do, and he will show you the right way. Boy, if I ended right there, that would be worth it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, not just a portion, but all your heart. All means all, doesn't it? And don't rely on what you think you know. You don't know what you don't know, and what you don't know can hurt you. I don't know how many times I've said that to myself because, you know, I think I've been around a long time, and I know quite a bit, and I do, but there's still a lot I don't know, and what I don't know can hurt me. Same with this horse situation. 
you know, I don't know. And I need to understand what it is I'm trying to get the horse to do. And then what is the best way to get that horse to do it? I'm learning so much through this horse situation. And I'm using that as an example, because that's so true in all relationships, whether it's a horse, a dog or a person, you need to understand what it is we're trying to accomplish. And there's multiple ways to accomplish that goal. And communication's key, but we have to know how to communicate. And communication's different. Every person receives communication different. They hear words different. Their word picture in their mind is different. There's so much into this. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, the longer we're Christians and the older we get, the easier it becomes to rely on our experiences over the simple truths of the Bible. Who hasn't responded to a friend asking for advice by sharing our favorite tactic or personal success story? When we aren't reading the Bible every day, looking for ways to apply it to our lives, we get dull. And over time, this increases our anxiety. Why? Because at the end of the day, we don't really know what life is going to throw at us. And God does. We don't, do we? We don't know from one day to the next what's going to happen. And no matter how prepared we are, there's going to be things that happen that we're not prepared for. Eventually, we're going to run into a situation that stumps us or gets worse after we apply our know-how and don't get the results we were expecting. Take time every day to look for ways God is trying to lead you. That's so good. That's so good. And let the spiritual approach guide you to your next destination. I'm a busy person. I can't even begin to tell you how busy I am. I'm too busy. And in my busyness, I might miss it. And that message right there is that take time every day to look for ways God is trying to lead you. And let this spiritual approach guide you to your next destination. Sometimes I need to stop. I need to take a breath. I need to just breathe in, breathe out, and say, Lord, please show me the next step. Show me the next word. Show me the next thing you want me to deal with. Because I know where I think I'm supposed to go. But maybe there's something else that I need to do that's more important. It's more urgent and more priority than what I think I need to do. And I have to just... I have to let the Lord lead. And in leading, I'm submitting. I'm not in control. I think I am. I'm the boss. I'm the president. I'm the CEO. I'm supposed to have the answers. No, God has the answers. And I need to submit to him. And I need to be guided by what he's telling me to do. And I believe that those that understand that I rely on that, do I fall short? Yes. Do we all? Yes. He says that. We will all fall short of the glory of God. But my point is, is the more we pursue him, the more we, we uh, dig in and the more we take a deep breath and wait on the Lord, that people that are following are going to understand where it's coming from. I'm not powerful. I, I don't have all the answers. I'm a human being and I'm flawed. So are you. So let's stop trying to be everything for everybody and let's understand that We don't have all the answers, but we're going to do our best to get the knowledge we need in order to move forward in the proper way. And the Bible is a great tool. It's the book of life for this game we're playing, which is the game of life. It is the Bible, and it is my book. It's my rule book. Some people say, well, how do you know where to look? It's really amazing, but when I um, have something where I'm not sure, which is often, by the way, you know, I'll have something I'm not sure about and I'll say, Lord, you know, please reveal to me what and then I'll open up or I'll see something or God will reveal it. And if I'm not aware that he is doing that, I might miss it. 
But because I'm looking for it, I'm looking for him to reveal to me what he next steps are or what his message or lesson is to me. I'm, I'm wanting that, okay? I'm desiring that. So in my desire of the heart, my desire of my heart is to follow him and do his will. Then I'm looking for what he's bringing to me. Get advice when you're stuck. Without good direction, people lose their way. The more wise counsel you follow, the better your chances. It's so true, isn't it? Proverbs eleven fourteen: making decisions is incredibly stressful. Anyone who's worked any kind of job can tell you that. Whether you're trying to make a big decision, picking a school for your kid, deciding where to live, or a small one, weekend plans, what kind of phone to buy, it will always be less stressful when you pull in an appropriate amount of trusted advisors. So true. I say appropriate amount because it's relative to the person making the decision and the nature of the decision itself. Sometimes having too many people throwing opinions at you can be counterproductive and even compound your anxiety when you become overloaded with options to consider. Be careful who you're getting advice from. Be careful. This is the Sue Free Show. Sue Free, spelt like fries when we're dot com. I'd love for you to go there and check it out. Go in and there's a website there that can give you the IMs. What are the IMs, Sue? The IMs are what God says about you. There's so many times people will speak into your life that are really contrary to what God will say about you. I had this growing up. I had this in my life. And I thought it was true because these were people that supposedly loved me and cared for me. But I found out later that these were people that really didn't have a good understanding to what God wants to speak into my life. And so I had to be healthy boundaries. I had to learn healthy boundaries and I had to rebuke things that were contrary to what God would say. But I had to know what his words were. I had to know that I am victorious in Jesus' name. I am an ambassador to Christ. I am, I am, I am. And these you can find on the Sue Free site. Sue Free, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. Go there and push the button for free. Yes, I said free. Three pages of I am's. Read those every morning, every night, and you will be transformed by the renewing of your mind, by speaking what God says, not what people say. And you might be speaking or thinking those recordings in your own mind saying, oh, gosh, that was so stupid. I can't believe I could be that stupid. No, you're not stupid. Um, Stop saying those things to yourself. You've got to change your mind and change what you're saying to yourself and what you're receiving from other people. You've got to guard your ears, guard your mouth, guard your eyes, and only put in there what God wants in there. It's a decision. Generally speaking, by bringing more people into your decision-making process, you increase the likelihood that you'll make the choice that will be the right one for your life and relationship with God. And this happens when we choose to seek advice from spiritually-minded people who give you biblical input rather than just practical life advice. Making decisions in a vacuum is very rarely ever a good idea. See, I'm going to seek godly counsel, so that means if I'm going to look for counseling from anybody, I'm going to make sure they are godly, that they have the Bible, they have spiritual, they have scriptures in their mind, in their heart. They are living the life, and they are going to give me advice based on biblical scriptures. I want to know what God says, not what this person says, you know, because I look at people's lives, and sometimes we don't even know what their life is like, but they could be all messed up. Their life could be so messed up, but yet they're giving me advice? No, thank you. I don't want that. I want somebody that is living a life that has the fruit of the spirit in their life so that I can know that this person is walking the walk, talking the talk, and living a life that is um, glorifying to God. 
Be aware of what's happening around you. Watch out. Don't let your hearts be dulled by drunkenness, by the worries of this life. Don't let that day catch you unaware like a trap. For that day will come upon everyone living on the earth. Keep alert at all times and pray that you might be strong enough to escape these coming horrors and stand before the Son of Man. Luke twenty one thirty four. understanding the times we live in is key to keeping anxiety to a minimum. When we are spiritually ignorant, unaware of the spiritual forces at play all around us, which there are, it's the battle in the spiritual world, it's stressful because we are constantly getting taken advantage of by the traps laid out for us by the world. This passage lays out two categories of heart-dulling activities, carousing and drunkenness and worries of this life. We stay alert by examining ourselves daily to identify how we may be doling ourselves and what matters of the heart we are neglecting to address. This is taking a personal assessment, and it's daily. We have to take a personal assessment daily. How are we doing? And then personal assessment of those that are closest to us. On a scale from 1 to 10, how am I doing in this arena? On a scale from 1 to 10, how are you feeling in this arena? It's a very good communication tool to get to get information from those that we love and care for. The best example I can think of to illustrate this point is when I was in college and I saw countless friends get their stomachs pumped or be resuscitated because they drank too much alcohol. In those moments, I was able to comprehend that there was a lot going on in these people's lives. And it put things into perspective because they were all going to the wrong places to find relief. I find this now. There's people that are smoking pot, whatever they call it these days, um, you know, taking other medication, um, drinking to just numb the feelings of things that they need to get repaired. They need to find forgiveness. They need to um, find a safe place for that secret that they've been hiding all this time. These are things that need to be worked out. And it's not fun work. It's not fun work, but it is necessary work in order to be whole and healed of all of those things that are holding us back from receiving all that God wants. Be humble, not humiliated, but humble. Humility is an underrated and often mischaracterized quality. Experience with humility is different than what the textbook definitions would lead us to believe. Contrary to common dictionary definitions of humility, which often emphasize its association with self-abasement, participants reported consistently positive views of humility. When recalling situations in which they felt humble, they typically reported success experiences associated with positive emotion. Participants clearly associated humility with good psychological adjustment. Humility is not the same as humiliation. It's not uncommon for people to confuse the two, especially when trying to apply scriptures that call us to humble ourselves. Humility, according to the Bible, is supposed to be a freeing feeling because we let go of our pride and accept help from God and others. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Do you believe that? Some of you do, some of you don't. Some of you have never felt this kind of unconditional love before. And, man, it's wonderful when you can experience it, when you can feel it. And those that want it, the only way you're going to get it is by asking the Lord into your heart, into your mind, into your soul. And, you know, he will guide you. First Peter 5, 6, 7, in this passage, casting anxiety on God is preceded by the call to humble ourselves, which makes sense. Now, considering how we've defined humility, when we admit our weaknesses and need for help, God is able to work with us and we can start letting go of the things that are out of our control and stressing us out. 
here's a personal thing. I'm going to be real with you. People say, I like your show because, Sue, you're just so real. And I'm going to be real with you right now. I have just encountered or um, signed on to getting counseling. Now, I had counseling in 92, 93. That was three weeks long. And it was intense. And I learned a lot about who I was and what had happened in my life. And now here I am at this new stage in this new chapter in my life. And I feel like I don't know what I don't know. And I don't want any part of my life to be hindered. So I'm seeking godly counsel. I'm going to go to a counselor. And I'm going to have this person identify areas in which I might have a blind eye to. I've got a blindfold or, you know, I've got these blinders on. And, you know, a horse, they have blinders on because they want them to focus on a head. But I like peripheral. I like to see everything and I like to know I'm a laser-focused person. But I kind of glaze over everything. I like to see what's going on around me. And I might have blinders on right now where I'm only seeing this when I need to see over here and over there. I'm saying this to you because no matter where you are in your life and know how accomplished you are or how far you feel you've come, every step is a new understanding or a new onion that needs to be peeled. So I have a whole lot more here and I'm just going to have to carry on to another uh, show. So this is going to be the end of this because I'm at the close. But I just want you to know that God is waiting for you to reach up, reach out to him if you don't know him. And even if you know him and you feel like you got it together, there's things in your life that are letting you know that there's things still that need to be addressed. You know, we have all these spokes in our wheel, and if our wheel isn't balanced and it's it's circular, that means there's an area in our life that we need to focus on right now. Which area is it that you need to focus on? Focus on it. Don't wait. Focus on it. Write it down. Things that we write down, like, you know, the bucket list that I talked about, and just areas in which we need to focus. Let's ask the Lord to reveal to us, and maybe we need to seek godly counsel. I'm suggesting that you do that. I'm going to do it, and I'll keep you posted on what I learn. And I'm hoping that this gives you a freedom to understand that no matter where you are and what you've done in your life, we've got more to go. This life is a journey, and I want to see us go through it and be the best we can be for God. So until next week, be a blessing to someone each and every day. Go to Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. And I am so thankful for you. Connect with me, please. Bye for now. It's that time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. coli Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. E. coli has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. E. coli keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way. And their termite control is legendary. So call E. coli today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.